What's up, teens? Hey, teens. Hey, teens. Hey, teens. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Eric. And I'm John. And uh, today we are joined by a very, very funny man. Uh, one of, uh, I don't want to speak for both of us, but one of our favorite comedians here in LA and in general. It's Paul, true. Paul Rust. Hey, guys. What's up, Paul? How's it going, Eric? Hello, John. Oh, it's great. so good to hi, see hi, you. Hi. I haven't seen you in a while. I know. Well, we used to be... We used to be neighbors. We used to be uh, complex neighbors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> By the, that you mean really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh, we were lived in an apartment that kind of looked like the Dharma Initiative Yes, from it was Lost. like army barracks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, had this little open courtyard where the inmates could play football. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, operated by a, a crooked, uh, I don't know, Vietnamese man or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. The elusive... Physically crooked. Yes. <laughs> But no, no, twisted. But no, I don't know if anybody who ever saw this guy or knew what he no, looked like. No, he at was all. sort of a mystery man. And he just, it was just D. Wong. I, I'm totally. I love that you're, you're putting your balls on the table. That Absolutely. you're like, I'm let's call this guy litigation wise. I'm a thousand percent positive that nobody affiliated with D. Wong listens to this podcast. <laughs> is it like, except D. Wong except himself. D. Wong himself. The letter D or D. E. E. The letter D. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the letter D period. Like yeah. Even more. But um, our um, landlord, uh, landlady, she was really cool. I liked her a lot. I never really interacted with her. I interacted with her replacement, uh, this gentleman who's very eccentric. <laughs> Samuel <laughs> uh, Tremay. Uh, yes, uh, this gentleman, you may have seen him out gardening Uh he um, like this like long like red hair. You know, he re- it's I really like that it's guy. I thought he was really cool because he gardened around and like let yeah. people eat his vegetables and I never stuff. Ate his vegetables. <laughs> but he reminded me of there was an old cartoon character. Um, this is called Landlord Talk, right? Yes, yeah. this, is this is Complex Neighbors. <laughs> but it's <laughs> but um, that gardener guy. He had like big a uh, frizzy kind of red afro, mm-hmm. and then he had. But he looked like that cartoon character of the like lion with the red belt and the big frizzy oh, yellow hair. Oh yeah, do you what know that? The hell was that? Oh, I, I, I can't ever remember. About. But it's like that yeah, yeah, loose hanging red from, belt. It's like yes. a Hanna Barbera. Right. I yeah, know exactly like, what you're talking about, but I can't. Like, it's sub Snagglepuss. Like, like yes. not even good enough for that. You're right. <laughs> um, Subblepuss. So yes. So that's uh, so. So Paul and I were, were neighbors. And, yeah. But the the first time that I I remember seeing Paul because uh, you do you still do chat not too shabby. Uh, I used to host it with Bill right. Campbell, and uh, but. We quit hosting. We uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so not too if we're shabby. We're there. We're just doing sketches there. But not too shabby still exists, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. not too shabby is a, a Friday. It's a Friday nights at midnight at uh, UCB yeah. in LA where people can test out material right. mm-hmm. or just do like sketches and you know you don't have to be a known person. To right. Really yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so which was really everybody. cool. And uh, a friend of mine used to do it, so I was, used to go and uh-huh. you guys were hosting. And I, it might have been the first night that I went. It was. Uh, a really rainy night, and the uh-huh. theater was leaking. And oh, you guys, man, I you guys came night. out on the stage, and you guys always come out, and you're just completely ridiculous. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're always just like doing something completely wacky, and you took the, you're just like dancing around, and you took the bucket of rainwater and just started drinking it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that, man. And well, I was what it was, and I was like, this guy is. Crazy. Yeah, I really regretted that decision because it, what, what it was was it was dripping on, there was a leak in the roof, so it was uh-huh. dripping onto the stage like water, uh-huh. uh, 
uh, like water, water was water dripping was onto the stage. <laughs> and uh, there's this uh, bucket that they pass around at the end of the show oh, called the Bucket of Truth, uh-huh. where people can throw it. It's a free show, so if they want to, as they're leaving, Throwing they can dirty throw dirty coins, dirty coins, and filthy dollar bills. <laughs> and that's what they usually throw in there. But since it was dripping, they were just like, grab that bucket. So then throughout the oh. show, it was dripping throughout the whole show. And then I think it was the last sketch of the night. Oh, was it and then? It was like one of those desperate things oh, where you're just God. like, people have seen like 12 sketches right. and <laughs> we've been meandering for a while. Yeah. So let's just wrap this up. And I went over and I picked up that bucket and I drank the water out of it. Oh, my God. And I remember Neil, I think, in the sketch or, <laughs> you know, as we were wrapping up the show, was like, you realize in addition to the like the dirty money that's usually in there. The water also like leaked through like wood asbestos. and asbestos <laughs> and what's that pink shit? The pink shit. This the cotton candy that oh, everybody like says. Fiber, don't eat that. Don't glass, land that. You so. want to lay in it, but don't. <laughs> <Fiber> <laughs> glass, yeah. It was the the goo from Ghostbusters too. <laughs> I got very super angry. angry. <laughs> I punched Ernie Hudson. <laughs> but then he then he got the uh, Statue of Liberty and everything was alright. <laughs> yeah, it was cool though. Um, but yeah, that was that was completely insane, and I was and and no. yeah. then you've gone on to. But like I got do sick. I did get sick. Oh, you did get sick. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you did uh. deserve it. But it, yeah, I did. <laughs> but I think it also could have been mental, where once it like existed sure, yeah. in my mind, what, right, what right, that right. was, it was probably not to harp on crazy things scary. you've done on stage before. But I remember you telling me about. Something you did on the dirtiest sketch. Uh, do Do you mind talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> you were on the phone with your father. I just sound like this asshole who's always going around talking about like, listen to this edgy shit. I did. <laughs> well, the, th- the, weird, the funny thing is, most of the time you're not very dirty on. Like, it's more absurd than dirty. Right. But this yeah. was, uh, if I remember yeah. it correctly, you were on in the sketch. You were talking to your father on the phone about how your mom was diagnosed with AIDS. While jerking off or something like that. Was that, was that true? Is that true? I thought you were going to say another dirtiest sketch. Oh, no. I have no memory of that one. That was probably like repressed. <laughs> but I did do a sketch with Neil where this is such a bad foot forward because anything after this, everybody <laughs> is going to think, like, this guy is such an asshole. Well, let's just we go could... with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I took like a dump on stage. <laughs> and. <laughs> It was like a sketch where um, Neil and I were buddies and he was trying to help me out. And the wow. whole thing with Dirtiest Sketches is like, as long as you played people who were really nice and were just trying to uh. help each other out and was always wanted to love and be loved, right, right. you could do the, like, the grossest stuff. So oh eventually God. it ended with... So that's what I thought you were going to say. But what I feel really... Yeah, it, I don't usually do gross stuff, and I think my um, meter on it is a little broken. Cause sometimes I'll, I'll kind of be like, oh, it's a gross thing. Or right, an right, improv right. scene will be like, oh, it starts off as gross, so then it's kind of like, okay, I guess it's like Where it's about being gross. Yeah. And then I do like gross jokes, but I just, with friends and stuff, but it's yeah. all about sort of overindulging. Right, and then right, right. I'll do it on stage, and then it's immediately like not... Accepted or fun. I just, I guess, sort of like Lenny Bruce. In <laughs> yeah, a way. You know, no big yeah, deal. Man. Yeah, I just like you're gonna get arrested after one of these shows. Yeah, <laughs> pushing the boundaries too much, man. Is it true you drank water? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that show, man. Where Paul drank water. Maybe in that. <laughs> you uh, got sort of a tummy ache from it. <laughs> 
But it could have just been Iowa. <laughs> so you're from Iowa? Yes, yes, yes. What's what's growing up in Iowa like? Is that our first Iowa guest? I think so. All right. Not first Midwest. Not first though, Midwest. Right? Not first Midwest. I know Joe Mandy's from Minnesota. Right? Most of know. most of our guests have been from the Midwest or like the Bay Area. Yeah, that's true. Oh, really? Good point. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Thanks, I wonder... Eric. That is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Well, obviously, they're probably getting pulled a lot from Los Angeles, right? And mm-hmm, yeah. so I, I, maybe it's Los Angeles takes a lot of those people, like Midwest and North. Yeah, the Midwest, I don't know. North yeah. Cali people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, um, you know, just with Los Angeles, it is interesting. Like, so many people have the um, the view that it's filled with such horrible, you know, shallow people. And, I, yeah, you know, it, it is. is, I guess, certainly. In pockets, if yeah, you hang out with but the But at the same time, nobody ever speaks of the fact that, like, it is filled with people who, like have moved here from other places mm-hmm. that you yeah. came from. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. many times you run into people, you're just like, oh, yeah, you grew up in the state next to me yeah. or yeah. in the state is the same as me. It's just I'd like, say like 95% of my friends are from Massachusetts or New Hampshire, and I grew up uh, in Maine, so we all... Well, that, was, yeah, exactly. that was just like, well, like we said, uh, Joe Mandy is from Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. St. Paul? St. Paul, And yeah. the guest who was on... At the same day that we recorded with, <laughs> went to the same high school as him. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Completely separate, you know, lives and uh-huh. everything, yeah. but they just happen to be wow. the same. Wow. Yeah, incredible. LA does yeah. get a bad rap, but it's like, yeah, you, there are assholes here, but there are assholes in every city, <laughs> yeah, and right. you just don't hang out with them. Yeah, yeah don't exactly. Hang out with those they just don't record podcasts. Yeah, and you know yeah. what? Honestly, if you're talking like what assholes from which cities you're going to have to hang out with rather fucking hang out with an asshole from California than an asshole from like Montana. Yeah, who's yeah. gonna try? To, like, That's scary. <laughs> I know. I, I, well, sorry, people Ch- from Montana listening to this, but I know people who go like on tour company shows, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they'll walk down the streets and are like physically threatened by yeah, people yeah. who are you know. You look different. Yeah, <laughs> really. It's like it's Put scary. Whatever. What's I shouldn't be doing. I hate the state bag. versus state sort of talk. I love right. all states. They're all great. Uh, they're yeah, people, I, man. I, I, growing up in Iowa was really cool. I, uh, I liked it. I mean, it certainly is where, like where a, in Iowa. It's you? it's like Northwest Iowa in a town called uh, Lamar's. Mm-hmm. Oh. Big L, little E, big M, little A R S, and it's mm-hmm. uh, the ice cream capital of the world. Nice. You ever, um, is it really? Yeah, it's why it's a little self-proclaimed, but <laughs> but <laughs> it you is said recognized it first. <laughs> on Wikipedia. No, not me self-proclaimed. <laughs> Town self-proclaimed. I'd be very <laughs> Paul for some reason really that, wanted to get that. That's into how you Wikipedia. pronounce it, right? Me self, me self, <laughs> me, me self, and I. Yeah. Um, um, what kind of a what kind of a teen were you? We usually like to guess. Uh, usually, um, our guests fall within two lines. Um, non-teen shitheads and extreme teen shitheads. <laughs> I would say you are not a teen shithead. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to have to a guess A non-teen shit. shithead. Yeah, not, not really a shithead. Didn't, didn't get Well, there was a similar conversation. I was with a, a group of people who didn't all know each other. It wasn't like a group of friends. Mm-hmm. And somebody brought up, were you uh, a good little boy or a bad little boy? That, sounds, that was so, sort of, I think that's a similar question. Well, also we, sounds very dirty. We ask it a lot cooler. And it's oddly more appropriate. And it probably brings that, my question brings it down to the age of like nine or 10, uh-huh. whereas yours is probably like 15, 16 yeah. or something like that. Right. But when, when it came around in the room, whoever it was, it was like six or seven people were like, 
uh, oh, I was a good little boy, and I was a, I was a good little boy. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was deeply... I think it all comes down to your parents. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and I think you make a choice where you're either like... Either way, you want your parents' like attention or whatever. Right, right. Or love or whatever. And you either make a choice where you're like, I'm going to get it by being in their good graces and them thinking like, that's the, that's the best kid I have. Oh my God. Or you're going to do it by being like, ah, this kid's driving me up the wall, up the the wall, but God damn it. I love him. So I'm going to give it everything I got to like make him. you know what I mean? It's just like different ways of doing it. And once you make that choice, you're in it. And, uh, I, I certainly made the choice where it was just like, this imaginary sense that like my parents are only going to like me if I'm, you know, it's a crazy mm-hmm. thing. You look back right. on it now and you're like, Oh my God, my parents would have loved me no matter yeah, what. Exactly. Yeah. It's sure. insane. But like, yeah, it was definitely like, I thought, Oh, I can't get in trouble and I have to like get good grades. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. I was in high school, it was all about like getting good grades and well, getting a 4.0 and stuff like that. It was, oh, really? an, it, yeah. it was an insane sort of self, um, like it was an imaginary sort of like voice in my brain that I was like, oh, I have to get these things. And now right. I look back on it, I'm like, oh, I'm, That's, I'm with creative people in Los Angeles. Nobody uh, ever nobody fucking cares. gave a shit about right. that. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's asking no one to see your transcripts. No, or right, not at anything, all. Anything, it bodes well on you more when you're like, I didn't give a shit, man. Yeah, I did no, my own right. thing. I'm just naturally awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. And uh, on cable recently... Uh, the movie that you did, I Love You, Beth Cooper, was on. Oh, and I was no. like, oh, I watched a few minutes of that. And I had seen it when it came out. But like, I was thinking about um, your role in that because you uh-huh. were a teenager. You know, you right. played a... You at know, 27. <laughs> yes, a 27-year-old, 18-year-old. Making out and, with a uh, and I was 17-year-old. Like, and, but, I was, but I was thinking... <laughs> yeah, right? I but I was just thinking like, oh, this is probably exactly what he was like as a teen. Right. Like, I was like, I can't yeah. imagine that he was very different from this character. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, in that movie, I was like a valedictorian. Right. And in high school, I was an actual valedictorian. Mm-hmm. And was, like, but like, even like the, the, there's like a picture of you on the wall. And that's like, an actual like eighth grade photo. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> that was odd too be, though because yeah. you're having, you're supposed to, you know, I guess it is like a nine year difference. Uh-huh. So it is but different like than like playing cut. somebody who's in the moment experiencing uh-huh. your teenage years versus somebody who's looking back on it in retrospect like a decade mm-hmm. later. Right, right. Uh, you know, I would say the former is probably a better version. <laughs> right. yeah, absolutely. You know, so I'm not saying my my position was better or whatever. But like, um, yeah, and I guess, you know, that it's weird though. As much as I say, you know, like I was, you know, I, I was like raised... Catholic, and I think there is something there where at at the same time that you're being good, mm-hmm. the like being bad is just so much more enticing because right, it's right, been right. like roped off as like right. don't go in there, and you start imagining like what man, what if I went into that what room? How great! But like, <laughs> what if I was a bad little? Boy? But it was, but it was, <laughs> but it was cool because there was something then about. I, you know, I certainly was a troublemaker in that, and I'm sure every fucking person, 
you interview goes, uh, you know, I have a little bit of both. <laughs> I'm unlike anybody other, per, any other person. Well, yeah, that's more interesting snowflake. when you've done <laughs> shitty things. But yeah, but no, I I was like certainly like a class clown who was mm-hmm. always disrupting and um, right making off color jokes and being rude mm-hmm. and loud. And I think all of that was like, um, you know, I think for any class clown or somebody who's like funny you know most of your jokes are sort of it's like oh i'm going up against some seriousness or Mm -hmm. position of authority right and so if anything is like a class clown or whatever the best place you can be is in iowa where Uh everybody's really repressed (laughs) right right, like Black really shows up on white, or you know what I mean. I right. don't mean racially. I mean, <laughs> just like, uh, although that too is like I was super yeah. white, super white, yeah. in, in a very kind of so if you're looking problematic ex- way. If you're, I love Iowa. If you're looking to be a class clown, <laughs> move to Iowa. No, but it's true. I mean, like you, I can imagine if you're growing up in another place where people are looser, right? You're. Uh, transgressiveness doesn't show up as much Mm -hmm. but when I was like I was in a Catholic school for 13 years and if you were loud so there was always just this kind of push and pull between me like wanting to like be seen as the best student but then all eh, whatever were you able to do it in an endearing way where like the teachers were like well you were a good student so it's like I can kind of get away with these things because it's not like I'm slacking off and being a Class clown. Well, my mom was my teacher. That's uh, like, so that added a layer of like, whoa. which was like, she was my high school teacher for four years. And it, I went wow. to a very small Catholic school of like 43, hmm. uh, 43 people in my class. Wow. So you got cycled through teachers. It wasn't like every year you had a new teacher. So at least one, one semester every year of high school, I had my mom as my English Jeez. teacher. Okay. And it was this weird thing where with every other teacher, there was sort of this like tacit uh, or um, like unsaid agreement. Is tacit the right word? Unsaid so. agreement that it was like... Sure. Um... Oh, I mean tactile. I'm sorry. Tactile. Okay. We would, play with we would bring out different fabrics, of, uh, <laughs> samples, rug samples, and we would choose that as our relationships. Of course. Sort of, touch it. Yeah. Uh, but there was sort of like an agreement between us that was like, oh, because you, you are doing your homework and reading the material, if you want to make a joke, that's okay. And as long as you make a joke that isn't... Um, going to make me look dumb. Right, right, right. right. It, and oh. it's so weird. It's like basically the same sort of agreement you have with like an audience, an audience when yeah. you're on a That's stage. That's really interesting because it's like, okay, so Paul, this year you're the class clown and <laughs> here's the contract. We're just going to have to go over these bullet points. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, don't make me the fool. Don't very... make me the fool. Yeah. <laughs> Let and, me know uh, that you're at least trying <laughs> yes. to learn. It's a very good skill to learn young, like at an early yeah. age. It's like you... What's funny is not that you're making fun of somebody, but that right. you're pointing out something absurd about the entire situation. That everybody it's not like you can get on board. It's not like right. you were like, yeah. Mrs. Rust is a bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Also, I just smart wanna, humor. I want to clear up in the, so we don't get any tweets or emails. Mm-hmm. Paul and I just got tactile and textile confused. Uh, so <laughs> we understand they're two different things. We just misspoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
I know Twitter's going oh crazy. Oh my god! Right oh my god! Well, How see what I thought you meant was feeling the fact. textiles oh, having yeah, yeah. different tactile. Right. So that's I, I thought kinda, we were on board. That's sort of what I was going. And for, that's why right? I said rug samples yeah. because oh, I, I thought, thought different. was that this is a disaster <laughs> right now. John was just thinking of. Well, that's the problem about courting a smart audience like you guys do. Yeah, I know. Right? Everybody's we love like, our audience. They're man. Brilliant. They're brilliant. <laughs> That's how I just kissed their ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to put the hand on the other side of the microphone. Oh, my God. Oh no. Me putting my hand on my face doesn't cover up the entire microphone. Oh, no, they can uh, hear everything you said. Podcast. But, but that was the, you know, I guess what I was getting at yes. was that that was the agreement I had with all my teachers, other teachers, but with your mom, if she allows it, it can't help but look like nepotism. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So she was always put in this position where she probably, if I had been another student, would have had the same agreement that all these other teachers have. But, um, but because I was their son, god damn it, that made that fire even hotter to put your hand in your eyes. It was so good. Like my mo- having your mom as like a straight man and knowing that like it was a double layer uh, of awesomeness. Where, you like, found the loopholes in that contract. Yeah, and you just exploited yeah. them. But you're like. Your authority figure that you're undoing is both your teacher and your mom at the same time. <laughs> so I remember, like, once we were talking about, um, she was saying, okay, she was like, they were describing, like, a room uh, that the writer had described. And my mom was like, now, how do you imagine this room or something like that? What, would you, what are the feelings you get? Somebody was like, um, I don't know, cold? Um, and then my mom did the thing that teachers are supposed to do where you go, you're just trying to keep the conversation mm-hmm. going. So you're giving variations on that word, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So she was like... Classic teacher. Yeah, mom. yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a good way. Like, I don't know why, whatever. So she was like, she was like, they were like, I don't know, cold. And she was like, yeah, cold, frigid, um, an absence of warmth. And I went, an absence of warmth? <laughs> like, that's the best way to describe cold. Yeah. This place has an absence of warmth. And not not hot. Right. Absence of warmth. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then, but my friends would always talk about how every class would end with them. They'd be shuffling, filing out of the room, like, the class would be over, and then they'd look over and they would see. Me with my mom, because my mom inevitably during the class would usually say, talk to me after class. Mm-hmm. I, like, and then they would look yeah, back and it would be me. me with like my head lowered, like shaking it, like oh, so no. sad oh. and be like, I don't know, I'm sorry, I, I got out of hand. It was just like, that was I'm the cycle. I'm the, Lenny, I'm the Lenny Bruce of the school. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I said stuff too, you, like you that wasn't even like class, it was just like weird. Like I remember in, we were talking about a... We read this short story my freshman year about a boy who wanted to get from one bay to the other, so he mm-hmm. found this underground tunnel uh, mm-hmm. under the water, and he had to learn to hold his breath to go underwater, go under the tunnel, and then come out in this other bay that was more dangerous and kind of choppy, but he was glad that he got there, that the water was choppy. Right. And my mom, you know, she pointed this out as this was like a rite of passage story. That's like what, this is under the category of, what is that, Reek? Recoming a passage or whatever, right, whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about that, and then I raised my hand, and this isn't even like a class clown move. Just like, why are you? I was like, and it's also interesting that for him to go from boy to man, he has to enter into a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm making some vaginal yeah, right. reference to like my a, mother. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, mom, Jesus it's kind of like a pussy. 
<laughs> I did use those words. Yep. <laughs> now that I look back on it. Oh. So what was the most trouble you think you ever got into as a teenager? Any, any big uh, run-ins? Um, I mean, I guess in that same way that it was always sort of about, you know, you had, you know, a bunch of, uh, I was going to say a bunch of squares that you could sort of... <laughs> a bunch but, of squares. <laughs> but it is, you know, I, I was very fortunate that I got to meet really five or six really, truly like-minded right. friends. Um, like three or four guys. Was this in high school? Yeah, four yeah. or five guys and like two or three girls. And we were all friends and it was just like really special. Mm-hmm. And... uh uh, all like really funny, like still people I consider like oh some of the funniest people I know, just like really really funny and mm. uh, and we're all you know um, had a different outlook or you know sort of had the the personality of like um, uh, what's up with that right? <laughs> or, I don't know. They just had this like good sort of bullshit like meter. Uh, right. One of my spe- uh, closest friends during that time. Rick, who I think... Shout is, out to Rick. Hey, Ricky. Rick. So funny and so smart. He once said something about um, that movie The Running Man was on with mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sure, yeah. A classic. Yeah, and it's like this sort of like reality show death thing competition, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Way ahead of its time. Well, this is what you're saying. Uh, My friend Rick would always go... And I think you said that with a bit of irony. Mm. I'm going to give it to you, if you want, because what I'm about to say... <laughs> is totally going to rip you a new one. No, because what he would say is like, there's sort of like a difference between two people who would say that yeah, like yeah, yeah. genuinely or say it ironically. But John, I'm going to tell you, buddy, I thought you said it ironically. Okay. And if somebody asked me, hey, do you think John would say that ironically? <laughs> like, John gets it. That's what I'm trying to say. Gets it, right? John gets it. Right. Anyway. Sorry. So, John. <laughs> okay, so Rick. Get ready to Rick get a new said, <laughs> So, oh, no, that, but that was uh, Rick's point. It was uh, sort of like you know, the people who you can chill with are the people who say that genuinely or sort of say that with a tad bit of irony. Right. Like, guys, I feel like I really threw a bucket of cold water no, on this thing. please drink it up. It's well, fine. the water does have an absence of warmth. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... So anyway, that was a very long way to say what what I was trying to say. Uh, yes, I grew up in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream capital of the world. Which was, it was sort of about, if we got in trouble, it was always sort of about, like, misguidingly trying to be like, let's freak out the squares in a way that I really regret now. And I think it was kind of like a dumbass move. Yeah. And when I look back on Iowa, I, I'd always be like, fuck that state, man. And when I show people pictures of it now, uh-huh. they're like, that is the most idyllic child right, you had. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, oh, it's yeah, literally right. had a You never know. And now yeah. I look back on it. It doesn't look like there's a single murderer in town. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. Julie K. Bach, look it up. Ooh. It was a murder in my town when I was like in third grade. Anyway. Tell us more. So we were trying <laughs> I don't to... want to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like stuff like there was a town nearby called Orange City. And it was like. Um, when I tell people that I'm from Northwest Iowa, they often go, uh, or I once met a guy who was like a political campaign manager, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, oh, really? And he's like, that is known as like the reddest of the red state areas. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's 
like 95% uh, Republican mm-hmm. um, in Orange City because that's like a um, Dutch Reform community. Uh, so it's all, it's basically like a religious community. It's all sure. Dutch Reform and people live there. Oh. Um, it's where really like the Tulip Festival and stuff. It's really beautiful. It's like windmills and stuff like that. All right. Um, but their Sunday night, for whatever reason, because of the Bible, that's like where they, that's their party night. That's like their Friday and Saturday teen night. And so my friends and I were like, let's get a camera and we'll wear dresses and we'll (laughs) go in and we'll walk around and we'll videotape people's reactions and Uh stuff. And it ended with a crowd forming around us and like ripping the a couple dresses off our back and pushing us up against a car wow or like one time my friends and i we like we got these white masks and we put we put them on and we went out to walmart at like midnight walked around and like you can't see it but did sort of like weird spider walks Uh, wearing white masks and these people walked up to us the an employee was like what are you guys doing and we didn't we thought it would Being like teens. Yeah, yeah, but we thought it would like, like ruin the commitment yeah. if we spoke, so we just kept like doing a spider walk. <laughs> oh, nice! I like and then it. we sort of like in a scared way did the spider walk, walking out, getting right, out right, of here, right, right. <laughs> you know, like moving out as fast as we can. And by the time we came out, there were cop cars. Oh shit! Oh wow! And everybody thought we were like huge stoners, but I never, I hadn't drank or did anything mm. until I was like 27, 28. So mm. this was all, I really look back on it and I think it was sort of like a lot of angstful energy. Mm-hmm. Sure. A lot of anger probably. And then just like, um, I think a lot of kids probably blew it off by, like, partying and, like, drinking and stuff like that. And all I had was sort of, like, making out with my girlfriend, uh but was sort of repressed sexually that I didn't, like, have sex until, like, after we dated for two years and Mm -hmm. had broken up and I was, like, 18. Uh So I think a lot of... I look back on that stuff and uh, I realize this story is probably telling this these stories with revelry. <laughs> I'm sort of telling it with a note of melancholy. You could have ended it with, you got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't know. It's just like, no, I, no. I think a lot of it is like, sort of like, people had other ways of kind of blowing off steam. Right. And it was just like, doing really, crazy sort of aggressive stuff. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm going to wear a dress. You, oh, I know you're homophobes and even right. though yeah, I'm not yeah, gay, yeah. I'm going to put the finger on yeah, you. To, seriously, yeah, seriously. I shine the spotlight on I you. had a <laughs> very similar experience to that because the town I grew up in in Maine, I'm sure it was similar in some ways to yours in that like mm-hmm. the worst thing that you could be is weird yeah, in that yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So we would do stuff like go swimming at the beach on a really crowded beach day in three-piece suits and stuff like that. Like, yeah. And really try to freak you out in three-piece suits. And we it seems like so cool it at seems the so time. Cool. And now I look back and I'm just like, those people just wanted to be at the beach. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. You know what I, mean? like, well, I think it was my senior year of high school. I was with some friends and there was a... Uh, in the neighboring town, a, a cafe called Cafe Java, and yeah. <laughs> I don't think it exists anymore. Uh, but there were like maybe th- I was with like two other friends, and myself and one friend would be like inside Cafe Java, just minding our own business. And then one person would run in through the rear entrance and yell "bees," and then kind of just go crazy running around. And then like we would get up. And then just start like swatting away like imaginary bees, and then just run out the front, and then just vanish. That's awesome. I used to. But that was just to like be weird, yeah. you know, just to be right. dumb. But yeah, it's like 
these people there were probably just like, well, what was right. that? It's not like after they ran <laughs> out, was they were like, about this these. is shifting my paradigm. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. What am I doing with, with my wife and <laughs> kids and my <laughs> shitty job and house? There's a whole other world out there <laughs> I was not aware of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of teen assholes. Really. It does have a... <laughs> Seriously. It, you do have different stages with it. The, I did it sort of occasionally in high school. And then when I got into college, I remember thinking, why didn't I do that more? I could have mm. done it more. Yeah, Because yeah. nobody cared, and I could have gotten away with it. And now it's like regret. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I alienated a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, who were just kind of going about their day. Yeah. <clears throat> and I guess, yeah. But you know what? There were shittier things that you could have done. No, absolutely. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody Shut got up hurt, school. probably. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think also so it's sort thing. of like... There is something that kind of, I think you make a choice in like probably seventh or eighth grade, and I'm sure it parallels with puberty, <laughs> where you make this choice that's kind of like, all right, if you think I'm weird, all right, I'll be weird. And then I'm going to be <laughs> so Sad, weird yeah. that you're going to wish you never called me weird. Like, it's and it's going to blow your bullshit. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, I'm sharing this class with 42 other people. Mm-hmm. It is... It's just that, you know, it's so weird. You look back on it, too. Like, I was talking about it with somebody. Like, Iowa is really kind of put upon that, like, Minnesota, like, shits on Iowa. Because it's like... Really? Yeah, they're just like, we have a city. And, like, Prince came from us. Uh, like, what do uh-huh. you guys have? You know what I mean? And, like... And we have professional weird sports feud. teams. So all... I, I was literally saying this to somebody last night. All I had in Iowa, we had, like, people from North Dakota... Like we would call them like <laughs> Nodax. Nodax. So yeah. so okay. <laughs> Nodax. It's like an alien race. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a yeah, planet the... Nodax. Yeah. But it was. Wow. It's definitely. It's like one of those things. Iowa was in its own sort of larger version. It was like you're gonna call us weird. Okay, we'll be weird, but then we'll shit on Nodax. Yeah. So it's like the the scrawniest kid in school has to find something to pick on. So right. right. Like, I have a cousin that's kind of right. Shaky. I don't know. So, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just, this is kind of shifting gears a little bit. When did you start performing comedy or getting into uh, into doing comedy? Um, I mean, I know all of yeah, that was sort of you're like doing a, a weird thing to it. I mean, that Walmart thing is basically some early performance art. Right, <laughs> like wearing right, a right. white mask and what you know what I mean. Right. But I remember, like, in you know, I guess I was. Um, I was like being goofy in class, and yeah. you know, I remember like in kindergarten. We, we they were they were doing roll call and uh, it was like Kayla Ruther was before me so it was like Jeff shout Ritter. out Kayla Ruther hey Kayla Ruther <laughs> it was like Jeff Ritz Kayla Ruther you know the teachers going through the roll call and then it was like Paul Rust and it was like Jeff Ritz here Kayla Ruther here Paul Rust and I went not here <laughs> and that's a, how it all started got a huge yeah. laugh. <laughs> Uh, I gotta replicate this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, there's so many things that you can say that could be hilarious at that time. It could have only happened from the son of the woman who said absence of warmth. (laughs) (laughs) Not here. It's sort of some philosophical, like, well, how can you be not here? How can you have an absence of warmth? (laughs) It's like, oh, physically I'm here. Yeah, it's a metaphysical. I checked out a while ago. (laughs) I checked out when we were going through the bees and seeds. Um, so, and then I remember the next day, this kid, Nick Peters, shout out Nick Peters. Shout out yeah. Nick Peters. The next day, the teacher fired up roll call, and yeah. around like the B's or C's or D's, oh. Nick Peters leans over to me, and he goes, you should go not here, say not here again. 
And this is where, you know, yes, I feel like maybe something was born the day before, but more so the second day where I was like, no, I have taste. Yeah. I'm not going to go back to the not hear well. That's hack. That yeah. was so yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hacky. Uh, so, and then I remember around like a fourth grade, like we started getting to do like fake interviews in class where maybe you got to like play somebody who was there for the function of like giving information and answering mm. questions mm. and but getting to do like fun character stuff and you know getting laughs from that just probably around third or fourth grade just being like oh i'd like right. to do comedy this is funny yeah and, yeah, yeah. And that's when you started your first podcast <laughs> <laughs> also you know like I, I have very early memories i remember like my dad like he was my dad's really funny my mom's very funny. My two older sisters are really mm-hmm. are hilarious. And just being around really funny people. Yeah. And I remember having relatives over once. I, this is like probably the earliest memory of like my father. I was like five or six. And I remember he was making jokes and all the my relatives were laughing. And then I like piped in. I don't even remember specifics, but I piped in you, and then... With the classic not here joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to use this later. <laughs> I wrote it down. Different audience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then um, uh, just added in something and all my other relatives laughed. And then my dad said something like, um, uh, hey, we got to hit the road together or something like um, that. Be a comedy team. And I'm sure at that very <laughs> level of just being like, my dad's telling me that we could go off and have fun <laughs> together if we keep making jokes. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's like really, and, and it's awesome because that the whole time you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm, people are laughing. Right. I'm getting to have fun. There's nothing you know bad about it. So I was it's uh, easy to fall into. You just reminded me. I was driving past uh, Branson, Missouri recently. Oh, and. If, have you ever been to Branson or near Branson? No. There's billboards all around the area. I think I sent Eric some pictures from the, these billboards leading to Branson. Yeah, that and would be dick. Branson's just like <clears throat> enter- like weird Midwest entertainment town. Yes. And, a scrub down uh, Vegas. Oh, right? so weird. <laughs> and there were all these billboards for like these strange acts. And one of them was like, I think it was like a musical comedy team that was like an old man his son, <laughs> and then the son's infant child. What? Who was like oh part of the, the like... What? Multi-generational. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, how funny can this baby be? Oh but they're like, oh, it's, it's on a billboard as being like so part of this act. Funny. I hope it's That's like a ventriloquist yeah. act with a real baby. So so maybe if you guys were near Branson, you <laughs> yeah. actually would have had an act. Just a stone's throw away. I know, right? Missouri's just uh, south of Iowa. Mm-hmm. We could have done it. Uh, Want to do some teens in the news? Let's talk about yeah. some teens in the news. All right. Sexting high among black Hispanic teens. Experts disagree on the impact. More than 20% of black and Hispanic teens say that they have used cell phones to send a sext message mm. showing a nude or semi-nude photo or video of themselves to another person. Hmm. And more than 30% say they have received such a sext messages according uh, so, so, uh, received a sext message according to a new study. Although sexting among U.S. youth has received much uh, popular media attention, there's only limited data on its prevalence among th- amongst oh god <laughs> ethnic minority youth, says researchers of the study. So apparently, yeah. it's higher amongst uh, Black and Hispanic teens than it is amongst uh, other non-minority teens. But this brings me back to a point we bring up often. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we had cell phones with cameras oh, in man. high school. I don't How- believe those statistics. I would think. Every ace 
race, every race across the board, yeah. it is a hundred percent. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And what teenager is going to be honest to those things? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Hey, I'm an adult yeah. with a fucking form, and I'm <laughs> filling out your answers. <laughs> have you ever sent a nude photo to the person you want to fuck? Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, yeah, no. yes, I have. Oh, okay, like. 100% of people do it. Yeah. Or I imagine, because uh, if I was there, I would have been doing it. Oh, yeah. And you know why you would do it? A, because it's fucking titillating, and you could. Yeah. But also, like, you're so vulnerable at that age. Well, until you fucking die, you're vulnerable. <laughs> but you're certainly vulnerable, like, when you're first, like, getting into sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. And you want it to be as, like, safe and controlled mm-hmm. and in your power yeah. as much as you can. And like point. when you're taking a picture and sending it to somebody, you get to make that choice of how you're going to look and how you're going to feel oh, about yeah. it. And yeah. you even get you, the lighting all right. Yeah. You know, the set I mean, design. <laughs> there's an illusion there, I think, a bit because you end up giving up a lot of control in your own power because now somebody has a picture of you where, right. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the, there is a trade off. And I'm, it's like anything, even now, when you send a text or... I don't mean even um, a sex a or sex. a dirty mm-hmm. photo, but those, but also text where as soon as you send it out, you give up your power where you're just uh-huh. like, now uh, now I got to wait for somebody to reply to me. Right. Yeah. Or do you ever freak out because you send a message that may talk shit about somebody? You're like, wait, what if I send that to my own... What if I accidentally send that to somebody yeah. who was like men... Like who has talked right. about Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, and then the horror of... While that bar is filling up, and you see the person's yeah. it to, it's like uh, I can't go back. No, 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 no. no. And it's two bars, so I'm slowly watching this fill up. <laughs> I can't even just go like, oh, it's fuck, it's out of there. It's just like <laughs> one time, John and I were working together, and um, we were shit talking somebody in the office over I am, and I accidentally sent it to that person, but he was away from his desk. Oh yes, <laughs> so I like I did it, and I was like. We've talked about this guy on the show oh before. Oh my god! And then what you did? You and run I, over like, to his? I like went over to his computer really quickly. Found found that sorry, is, moved away from the mic. That's found awesome. the I am and, and oh, deleted god. it. But it, I like shat myself. That first. Is uh, so Eric also great. accidentally uh, either I think it was I am'd me um, recently, me- meaning to uh, <laughs> write to somebody else and said that I looked like uh, <laughs> yeah. what was it like uh, Little Bo Peep's lesbian daughters no Paddington Bear's lesbian daughter wait he said daughter. that about who I was saying it to my to my friend who oh. I, I do have this sort of rapport with but I just sent it to John actually and I was just like alright okay, <laughs> good one I, John I you look like Paddington Bear's lesbian daughter. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, Haha, good oh, one. that's funny. That like yeah. when you have different dynamic and di- dynamic <laughs> yeah. vibes with friends. I was like, I, you know, that's something that he could send me, and I. Yeah. It was actually <laughs> part of a conversation I was having with the other person. I saw a really beautiful thing once, like five years ago. I remember it was like a show with a bunch of different comedians, and people were rehearsing, and it was one of those things where they whoever put it together brought together different duos or groups or solo people. Mm-hmm. And so a bunch of people were on stage and somebody accidentally backed up and stepped on somebody else's foot, mm-hmm. you know, as those things happen. Mm-hmm. And the person who stepped in the foot immediately went, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then the person who got their foot stepped on went, Oh no, 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 no. It's my fault. My fault. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been there. <laughs> and then they turned around and they realized they were each other's like duo partner and then they were like, huh. oh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I, I find myself apologizing to people like 
kind of randomly without like yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. I passed somebody in the hall. Yeah. And I just went, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just just for being me too. Just for being like, me. Um, me too. Sorry that you have to see this. That's your relationship <laughs> with the world. Yeah. Yeah. The She's like, wait, yeah. what are you sorry for? People like, apologize so much. Know, like, actually. If two people are like walking and may possibly, I don't know, crash into each other, but uh-huh. step aside, you know, yeah. way in advance, there's still the moment of like, oh, sorry. But it's yeah. like, oh, I shouldn't be apologizing. I'm walking. None of us did anything wrong. It's like Vietnam, man. I know. That's it. Just like you know, the best thing though, like it's the inverse of that, where it's like you're in a room with somebody, or it's even just down to three people, all strangers, Mm. and one person is being a fucking asshole, right? Mm. Like you're or a weirdo or a pain in the ass. Are you saying this because there are three of us in the Ah! (laughs) No, I didn't even think about that. No, no, no. Like, you could just be waiting to pay for something at the gas station, right? And it's like five people and the person in the front line is being an asshole. Yeah. That beautiful moment where you look at another stranger yes. who you will never talk to <laughs> yeah. again, and you look at him like, geez, he's going to load this fucking yes, asshole, yes. Huh? And they're like, yeah, good, good boy. The flip it's side the of best. that is when uh, that person is being an asshole, and they look at you like, like uh, am I like, right? Am I, I right? Know. Am I right? And you just I like, don't get me in I was walked up to a gas station once for a guy outside, and he started walking up to me, and I knew, and I was right, the yeah. first thing he was going to say to me was, you tell me if this is fair, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this lady tells me I can't. All right. Oh, Jesus. All right, what else is in the news? Um, I don't think I'm going to read this whole story, but sacrificing sleep makes for rundown teens. Mm. And uh, the only reason I, I copied this, because I don't remember a time in my life when I wasn't tired. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. really, especially as a teenager, I was constantly tired. Like, so much so that when I got mono... I couldn't really tell the difference because <laughs> yeah. I, I was so tired. Hey, what's the big deal? Well, I, um, I, I met somebody recently who um, th- they had a picture of them in their yearbook sleeping because um, <laughs> they were always asleep. And it was sort of like, that's how we remember her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that I had that too in my yearbook. I had a picture yeah. of me, my senior year yearbook of me asleep. And I was like, uh, mm-hmm. surprise, surprise, look what Rusty's doing or whatever. Right. You know? Uh, nobody called me Rusty. Uh, <laughs> Everybody what Paul's doing. now call him Rusty. Um, <laughs> Except for when you were yeah, in that National that Lampoon's there. vacation movie. <laughs> Paul's really trying to get this nickname to stick. <laughs> yeah, and it really sucked because of those vacation movies with Rusty. Uh-huh. Every few oh, yeah. years, somebody new would come to play me. <laughs> and my parents were always confused because my parents Rusty did the same. Rust. Luckily, my sisters changed, too. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know... Th- and that was one of those things, much like all of this, where you're kind of like, you're in the thick of it, you can't see the forest for the trees, and then in later, yeah. a few years out, you're like, oh, that's what was happening. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I had, um, uh, I was taking this uh, medication called Luvox, and this person I, who was also in their yearbook photo was also on Luvox. Really? Guys. So there's, oh. a, there's a, and Luvox is no longer avails, huh. uh, yeah. because it's um, another parallel with this person. Uh, they had OCD, and I have hmm. I had OCD oh, in, too, in high school. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Similar worlds, I think. I think the person who says sorry to a stranger is <laughs> the same person who's like trying to manage something with OCD, right? right? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I feel you. But like the, it was like um, I took this thing called Luvox, and they don't make it anymore. Um, but it, it was anti-anxiety, but I think specifically geared toward OCD. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
speaking of the school shootings earlier, the two kids mm. from Columbine had Luvox. Oh, really? System. Really? Um, and because everybody was like, let's get their blood and see what fucking drugs these maniacs were on because right. they were probably high on pot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, I'm glad you guys got these pee poppers on this yeah, microphone right. for that pot. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was nothing. It was only Luvox. So huh. whatever. I, uh, I was well, like on that. they weren't napping. But no, I but I was always I was constantly sleeping. It makes people really tired. So uh-huh. I was always asleep. And then I had like zero hour classes at like seven thirty. Oh yeah. So it was like going to bed at like two and yeah, waking up at six so thirty. It was crazy. I, I, I don't would think like, I really stayed up too late. I would always fall asleep listening to Loveline. Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know, the Loveline awesome, or uh as I've mentioned before, just comic relief tapes that I had. Yeah. Really? Uh, Would you oh, totally. tape them off a TV or did no? You... Like I had like I think it was like the 1995 comic relief or whatever. Oh, they had like an the album. cassette. Yeah. Who was on it? Who did you? Oh, listen to? Paula like... Poundstone and Ellen DeGeneres yeah. and Dennis Miller and all those people. Paula Poundstone's really funny. She's yeah. so yeah. funny. Yeah. I. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I guess I got enough sleep. I wasn't a sleepy teen. I would always have to stay up for all of like late night with Conan O'Brien. So I would uh, see, go to bed at one thirty. I did that six. sometimes. <clears throat> yeah, that Conan um, premiered uh, a couple years ago on TBS. But late mm. night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah, <laughs> I realized because I said Conan, it's oh, yeah, like yeah. I was talking about <laughs> Conan. But no, when late night, I was in sixth grade, and I remember yeah. I couldn't stay up, so I taped the first episode, uh-huh. and then I. Subsequently taped An all those early episodes. Adopter. But, oh, yeah, yeah, well, it, it's funny because people look back and they always go, "Oh, that first year and a half was really rocky, yeah, kind of yeah. shitty." But I really loved it. It was, well, it was more totally. absurd. Yeah, 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 and it was my first exposure to like, um, right, like what you would call alt comedy. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't see the Ben Stiller show. That was the year before, but we didn't get Fox. And mm. Mr. Show wasn't for another couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there was two kind of like Simpsons and Late Night with Conan yeah. O'Brien. Yeah, well, sort Simpsons of that like definitely. Silly, smart, yeah. smart, silly sort of stuff. Right. Yeah, when I was in junior was really high, I, that's when like Tenacious D started doing uh-huh. their thing. And that's, yeah. and, and I gravitated towards that and Mr. Show. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my God, this is yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. this is for the me. State was yeah. The state. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. and the state, of course. It was like, yeah, yeah Late Night with Conan O'Brien, The Simpsons, The State. Mm-hmm. And then I, I saw Mr. Show my freshman year of college because so, mm-hmm. I didn't get HBO, yeah. so somebody right. got on some tapes from eBay. Oh, yeah. Like I had the tapes from eBay and then when uh, the DVDs started coming out, it was like, yeah. Yeah, totally. And then I was a little bummed that the DVDs didn't have some of the stuff that the tapes did. Like, oh. oh, really? Talk show appearances. Stuff that like oh, yeah, they yeah, wouldn't yeah, yeah. rightfully have. I definitely had, like, I mean, I had tapes from eBay. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's probably yeah. the same tapes. Yeah. I uh, love yeah, that dude. Oh, <laughs> it was so great. Um, My favorite thing was one of the appearances when like they were doing something at uh, the Aspen Comedy Festival and David Cross was going on as like an Aspen comic or, you know, he's like wearing this stupid cowboy hat. Oh, and he's doing those magazines? Oh, I don't even remember that, but I remember he was like doing all these schlocky, like intentionally schlocky jokes and he was Uh like... Aspen, what's the matter? Did someone already call town butt pencil? And I was just like, that's fucking <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, any more news stories? Uh, I had one ten? more, but I'm going to... And we're enjoying it 
by the way, P.S., because we get to be snotty about it's kind of like a bad, hacky joke. Yeah. Right. You're also just laughing at that. It's a really funny it's joke. A it's a really clever joke. It's a great joke. It's the thing in the world. It's yeah. really clever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had one more, but I think we're, we're going long enough. We should move Yeah, on sorry, guys. Story. I feel no, like I've no, been please. Danny Blabbermouth. No, we love That's it. That's not even an alliteration. <laughs> it's not Bobby Blabbermouth. World-famous Danny Blabbermouth. <laughs> okay, guys. We're going to talk about some teen advice questions pulled from the internet. Uh, some of these are fresh from this morning, uh, mm-hmm. or yesterday. Okay, this one's a little bit long, but I think Once it's... every I, three weeks! I think it's, I think this one, <laughs> this one's long, but it's worth it. Can someone translate this part of my dream? Okay. There was more, there was more irrelevant things in the, there was more irrelevant things in the mm-hmm. beginning of my dream, but this is the part I just don't get. I was just sitting there watching a black family, and the mm-hmm. thing is, I'm white, mm-hmm. but I'm around black guys a lot, and yesterday, me and my BF... Yeah, he's black. We're talking about how it'd be if we get married. There was a husband, a wife, and one or two kids. The parents were arguing and fighting, and then the mom did a random backflip and fell on something and cracked her neck. I watched Scary Movie 4 yesterday, where they cracked their necks a lot. And then later, she sent a picture from the hospital of how she healed, and she looked really pretty. And then the husband stopped arguing so much once he saw her, and now they were a happy family? Can I interrupt really quickly? Oh my gosh. I had a dream the other night uh, where Jon Snow from Game of Thrones was hunting me as if we were in the the Shining Hotel. And Paul F. Tompkins was my scatman Crothers. I don't even know Paul F. Tompkins, but I I think I just listened to him on like a podcast or something. And the the way we communicated uh, psychically by writing on the tops of pudding lids. (laughs) That is awesome. It was so weird. That Uh, is really cool. Well, to an- I don't know. Looking we, at that. Oh, thing, by the way, we can answer these seriously or not. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna be silly. Okay. <laughs> I, permission no, granted. No, 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 no. We always uh, have to declare whether or not. I don't. Silly first. Yeah. Confirming silly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm no. in silly mode. Go for it. <laughs> I think. Uh, well, this isn't too silly but like you know the don't they say in dreams that everything's you right we're yeah. such right. fucking narcissists yeah. that everything in your dream that you look at is a representation of you yeah my therapist told me i had a dream about a um a, a, a black person and we talked about it and i was like i feel a little racist about this dream and when she said this, I don't know if it's because she knew me, and so she was speaking to like how it applies to me, mm-hmm. or maybe she meant this is what it represents for uh, a black person represents for a lot of people in their dreams. Mm-hmm. So it could apply to him, <laughs> but that it's like a, a figure of like a an individual, somebody who's like their own oh, person, their own person, right. Huh. I, and maybe, or maybe that's just like a white person thing. Of like, Great that's silly how they answer, view- Paul. What? Great silly answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few weeks ago, I was having a lot of dreams where I was like missing flights or like running late for flights. And I looked it up online and there was like a, an explanation somewhere. And it's like, oh, you're stressed out at work. But uh-huh. the, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But all of the ads on the site were just like... Great deals on airfare, boy. And it's just like, oh my god, all these flights. Like it was just like really. That's you so have funny. to figure out your how to phrase I, it. Yeah, I find marketing here. I don't really have sex dreams, but I have dreams where like I'm watching something and like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take care of myself here. <laughs> it's like yeah. I have my my self esteem is so low where Dude. I'm just like 
Oh uh, no, I'm fine. In my in my wildest well, going dream, back dream to you te- is apologizing to, t- to real life you. Going back to the teen years, every sex dream I had in my teen years was always a woman being like, "You want to have sex?" And I'm like, yeah. "Let's rub it out together." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same here. Same here. It's so repressed. Weird. So, so repressed. repressed. So repressed. Not even in my dreams can I break my earthly bounds. Yeah. <laughs> also, I never had a dream where I I flew. Everybody. Has oh, I don't think I've had a flying. That's dream. a literal like can't. Huh. And I know people who though have flying dreams where they're like, "I'm flying! Holy shit! I don't want to fuck this up! How do yeah, I keep this going?" Oh my god! 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 What's a good party theme for a 14 year old? I'm turning 14 this year, and I just moved, so I want a cool birthday party to try and earn some friends, and I can't come up with anything. Asked by a 13 year old girl. Oh, that is so cute. Oh, yeah, she would be 13 because it's her 14. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. how we would know if it was a lie. Yeah. yeah. She's like, signed a 15-year-old girl looking forward to her 14 par- 14-year-old party. Oh, um, she wants some new friends. That's so how does she get new friends She to wants a party? She wants, theme for her party. She wants a th- uh, oh, yeah, theme. A good theme for her party. Uh, I would say... International Jewel Heist. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. Cat burglar yeah. theme. That's nice. Everybody comes in like those little Zorro masks. Oh, yeah, Zorro masks and like watch yeah, caps on. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea, John. Because I think what you, you could do is because <laughs> I was thinking like with a theme party, it's especially when you're younger, it's like, oh, what am I going to get to like walk away from the party in my pockets and uh-huh. in my hands and in my purse and stuff? Yeah, yeah, right. And you can buy a lot of stuff at like party favors, sure. things of fake rings and yeah. fake, you yeah. know what I mean, and jewels and like cool stuff that's really bright and colorful. So you could have a bunch of stuff around, and it's like you're a jewel thief, and you're coming mm-hmm. and stealing stuff, and you take it with yeah, you. I like it. it. I was I was thinking about that because uh, did you guys hear about that actual like diamond heist that happened? No, I think it was like in Belgium or something at the the airport. Uh, there was a flight that was like just landing that had millions of dollars of diamonds on it, and these guys, these thieves came and they were dressed as police. And like they got onto the plane and they got the jewels and they escaped and That's everything. Great, uh, isn't that amazing? Yeah, we just have to wait five more years and we can see Jason Statham. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah right. We'll know what happened. God willing. Uh, <laughs> oh, my answer for the theme party is like an eyes wide shut sort Ooh. of cult orgy. You'll make a lot of friends. A lot of people. You'll be the most popular girl. Would, yeah, yeah, but then um, I think you'll have that party. In the first couple hours, it'll be like that. But then yeah, yeah, be yeah. careful because then digital people might start yeah. showing up and standing in front <laughs> when, of the real people. See the good so, stuff. Yeah, so look out. But then wait a few years because then some sort of European version of your party might come out later where the digital yeah. people leave and you <laughs> right. see the real It'll be great. Um, <laughs> I really want to make a movie with uh, one of the main characters that's never explained, but they're completely CGI. Just like a Jar Jar Binks in the middle of everything, where it's, but it's never just a addressed. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil uh, uh, Campbell, uh, comedian friend, mm-hmm. uh, he and I always had an idea for a movie where it would be like uh, the story of a homeless man who becomes president, <laughs> and then he sucked into a TV. <laughs> it's like, what is this movie? I don't know, but I... And he's like fighting off like black and white like cowboys and Indians. It's like, but I thought he was a president. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of the movie Stay Tuned, which I loved <laughs> growing up. It's like up. Dave meets Stay Tuned. Yes, Dave. Because Dave was a homeless man. Yes, no, Dave. Dave's a community Dave had a, He had a modest home. 
Well, I, Dave is sort of like, if you rewatch it, sort of the story of uh, Barack Obama. He's like a community organizer. Because Barack Obama was just a community organizer who replaced an actual other <laughs> president. <laughs> Look-alike. <laughs> Look-alike. I love the movie, Dave. I think it's amazing. But, I mean, we, we got that um, the enjoyment of seeing a guy who comes uh, from yeah. a community. Like, yeah. not some fucking son <laughs> of the director of the CIA and former vice president and president. No, thank you. That's true. Yeah, Came real hard to become beginnings. president when you're Ronald Reagan. <laughs> That's who I Ronald Reagan is the son of George H.W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I like the twist. <laughs> uh, like, like a really angry person who just does not get history at all. That, well, I'm sorry you don't want to you don't want to free the slaves like Millard Fillmore. <laughs> uh, here, Paul, why don't you read this one at the okay. top? And it's the this is when you guys find out I'm like illiterate. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I try to like play it off. I'm this... like, um, my eyes are kind of bad and these glasses are old. What's it say? Could you just read it, Paul? Why are you so sweaty? <laughs> <laughs> What's the la- the last one or just any? The, the top one? Oh, invite. You Keep that we good? We good? Keep we good? Oh, this does not get edited. <laughs> the whole thing is going in. <laughs> How embarrassing for you. Uh, hey, guys. Oh. <laughs> Man, my nightmare. Invited on a game show, comma, need advice, exclamation point. Hey, guys. So basically hey. I was in... Hey. <laughs> so basically I was invited to take part in a game show featuring historical and current pop culture trivia questions. But I'm not sure if I should accept the invite. Because getting a question wrong involves a pretty significant forfeit. Ha ha. it? Thank you. Asked by a trendsetter, trendsetter, girl, 17, New York. Thank you for that question. Uh, <laughs> trendsetter? I, yes. <laughs> I Wait, hope what, is she, what is she asking? She's asking she should it, not she do sh- it because I... Is she saying... When she says she just forfeit, she, does she mean financially or like emotionally? She goes complete. Her family goes bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, run by her family loan has sharks. To, yeah, her family's home gets foreclosed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let me see the question again. Do it. What is? What, uh, like, what, what's need the, advice. Oh, you know what? You guys, it's probably the Running Man. It's it's probably the it's probably one of the game shows from Stay Tuned, <laughs> where she gets sent to hell. Stay Tuned was way ahead of its time. Um, <laughs> I mean, if she means financial, don't do you, it. Then you go on a, if you go on a game show, you can't. They can't take your money away from you that you have before <laughs> yeah. you get there. Right, but if it's like emotional or sort of like a popularity thing of like, oh, I don't want to seem dumb if I get it wrong. Well, okay. I'm then, sorry. Go ahead. Well, then I was gonna say like. Fuck that shit. Because there's nothing more annoying, and you'll come to find this, than a guy who's like, What? You've never seen... uh, (laughs) Well... uh, uh, (laughs) Superman 3! Well, for anybody who's listened to previous episodes of the podcast, specifically the, the J. Keith Van Stratton episode... Where we talk about my appearance on a game show. Do you know J. Keith Van Stratton? Yeah, but yeah. you know, you went on a game show? He was the host of a game show pilot that I was a contestant on when I first Whoa. moved out here called Beat the Monkey. It was a pop culture trivia game show. I won't go into the whole story because we've talked Whoa. about it before. But uh, essentially, it came down to just me and the monkey 
And, and it was, I was actually against the monkey. Oh yeah, my and gosh. I was beaten by a, I I lost to the monkey. And better than Ben Stein. Uh, <laughs> writing all those speeches for I don't see the difference. Bill Clinton. <laughs> um, wow, that's crazy. Oh yeah, and I I would love it if I mean it was completely unaired. It was for G four, but they never did anything with it. But. I was fully prepared to be humiliated on TV, not yeah. not because I was beaten oh, right. by the monkey, but because I confused uh, Ice Cube and Ice T. Oh, in a question. Oh, like that is guy. that that humiliated me way more than being beaten by a monkey. Yeah, but uh, I I was fully that. prepared to to face it on. On television. The, 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 yeah, the most, like, I need to, like, watch my reputation sad thing I ever did was, like, in sixth or seventh grade, my older sister wanted jock jams <laughs> for Christmas, and I was in such my fuck you, to me, saying fuck you to myself, uh, like, Nirvana stage. Did you give her a jock strap filled with jam? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Here's I, your jock jam. I went into a Sam Goody, and I... Walked Woody's up. Got it. I anymore. walked up to the counter with a Jock Jams, and I love the then, way you just. I, no one can see this, but you just presented it in this very like my pantomime skills for you guys, so you understand. <laughs> I set it down, and then my sister, other sister, was on the other side of the Sam Goodies, and for the benefit of like the person behind the counter, so they wouldn't judge me, uh-huh. I said like Amy, Amy, and I held up the Jock Jams. It was like. Annie wanted this, right? She wanted jock. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, you can ring this. Uh, you know. <laughs> okay, dickhead. You were like your picture went on God, the wall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Previous like, purchases yeah. <laughs> filing by my face. Uh, what do you think about chubby cheeks? Are they cute? Fun I to he pinch? Was great on Community. I don't know why everybody was <laughs> so mean. Are me? they cute? Funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, our parents love them. Um, we fell in love with them through our parents, <laughs> and we got to experience them again on Community. So, what if he's a dick? Well, I just hated it when he played the fifth Rusty in the vacation. <laughs> <laughs> More so, it's just confusing. It's very confusing. He's playing his. He son. still played the. I know it was a whole nutty professor. He was just wearing a, a propeller beanie. Chubby, <laughs> chubby cheeks, chubby cheeks, and chubby cheeks are the Griswolds. <laughs> Uh, are they cute, fun to pinch, or just weird? Haha, <laughs> by the way, I have chubby cheeks <laughs> with dimples, and my boyfriend likes them. Yeah. What do you uh, think about chubby cheeks? Just wondering. They're adorable. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Who doesn't love and a good chubby uh, cheek? They're youth making. That, yeah. Uh, if you're, even when you're older, if you have slightly chubbier cheeks, you look more like fresh and sure. renewed. You got a mm-hmm. chub to your cheek? Why not? Get a yeah. nice chub to your cheek. Brings nice down three years. <laughs> Wow, we really do this week, guys. Yeah, put some chubs to your cheeks. <laughs> I think we all learned a very valuable lesson today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it's time to, to start wrapping things. To wrap up. it up, start wrapping it up. You guys should have some sort of like um, teen related like coin of you know like a phrase that's like oh, yeah. time to go into your twenties when you're wrapping it up. You know Whoa, what I mean? That's a good idea. <laughs> Time, yeah, it's time to graduate into yeah. a We used to do a thing called, and we yeah. do this again. We used to do a thing called. Uh, you probably heard because you yeah. listened to one of the other, the old teens. Did you? Hear yeah, our, our old teen segment. Yeah, we're just talking about. Yeah, we gotta get back on that horse. Gotta man. get, gotta do some old teens again. <laughs> but the thing is, like, we just get so uh, invested in the, in these stories and stuff that we always go like so long that it's like we just don't have time for that stuff. But yeah, love to start doing that again. Well, um, great. 
But yeah, I uh, so Paul, what's what do you have coming up? Anything crazy? Oh, uh um, I love you Beth Cooper too. <laughs> <laughs> I um yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm writing right now on uh, Comedy Bang Bang. Right, yeah. on IFC. Yeah, show. yeah, and I think that... The first season... Did you do the first season, or just going to the second season? Um, oh, uh, yeah, I wrote on the first season. Cool. I contributed stuff on the first nice. season. And, then, and that's yeah. on Netflix Instant, so... Yeah, oh, yeah, that. watch that stuff on the first season. And then, yeah, I think the second season comes out this summer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think- her June or something maybe? Yeah, that's going to be really it's great. It's a funny show. I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, I do a, a monthly show at the UCB called right. The Kiss From Daddy. And you and you do that with uh, the Birthday Boys. Who, Excellent sketch yeah, group. Which we, sketch we group had a couple of those guys on the show before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Mitch gave us one of our favorite stories Oh, well, ever. Mitch's yeah. teen years are ripe with uh, <laughs> if, if anybody, <laughs> the if finest you guys, stories. If you guys haven't listened to our episode with the birthday boys, Jeff Dutton and Mike Mitchell, listen to it and listen all the way through the end for the story of uh, Mitch's first time masturbating. Oh, dude, that is my <laughs> top three stories ever. And that oh. like includes like literature. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the finest books written. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, so, a... it's so good. Um, and what and it's funny because we when we were recording with them we we finished the show we we completely finished and then Jeff was like oh I can't believe you didn't talk about that time and he was like oh yeah and we just started like talking and then I was like Hit tuck, record, tuck, record, tuck. record 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 <laughs> and uh, it was a nice little epilogue but oh my god that story also yeah. another great guest masturbation story uh, John Gabris oh yeah you know Gabris. No. Oh, he's. I know imp- his masturbation story. <laughs> he's know a, he's an improv guy. He, oh no, I know. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, I yeah. know of him. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. he, he's amazing. You, you've got to meet him if you uh, haven't. Met him he before. hurt himself from fucking a, a warmed up tomato. <laughs> yeah, he microwaved a tomato and used it to masturbate. Oh my god! And he burnt his dick. <laughs> anyway, you can follow us uh, as collectively as Hey Teens Wait a podcast. Minute. Oh my god! I've been hearing about. These girls have been hooking up with this guy who comes ketchup. <laughs> now I understand. Oh, what a tomato day. Yeah, but that's like the first uh, Wednesday of every month at the UCB. Mm-hmm. Kiss from Daddy, Birthday Boys. It's a great and then, show. Uh, every Thursday night at UCB at 11, my sketch group, Last Day School, does an improv show based on your text messages. That's really fun. Oh, it's a great show. I've been so a bunch if you're times. in Los Angeles or visiting, check out those shows. Yeah. And uh, people should follow you just at Paul Rust, right? Yeah. On the um, Twitter. Uh, yeah. And, um, oh, but don't follow me unless you're verified. That's just... Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want you following me if you're a loser. You'll just get blocked. I get you, man. Yeah. yeah if I see that you're following me and you're not verified... Even though I'm not if you're, verified, if you're either. not a real person in Twitter's eyes, then don't yeah. even bother. Then you're not a real person no. in D's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> D sounds like Twitter, right, guys? That was Absolutely. a perfect yeah. play on Twitter yeah. eyes. Was D's <laughs> eyes spot uh, on? You really, you, can, you really nailed it. You can follow us on Twitter at Hey Teens Podcast. I am at the Eric Oslin. I'm at John Wiener. Guys, thanks so much for having me. Thanks on. for I had coming such on. A blast. You guys are so cool and funny and cool Aww. dudes. I really like you guys. Oh, okay, thank you. switch to new cue card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on, and uh, see you later, teens. Hey, teens.